everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inside College Admissions. My name is Erin Barnes, and I'm the Content Marketing Manager at SCORE. Today, we're joined by Peter Van Buskirk, former Dean of Admission at Franklin and Marshall College, a strategic advisor at SCORE, and regular guest and host on our podcast. Welcome, Peter. Good to be with you, Erin. Always fun to talk about college admission. Right. Today, we're talking about campus visits. Tis the season, right? Summer months are an exciting time, for sure, when rising seniors are really starting to get serious about that college search. They wanna learn more about their favorite colleges. They're thinking a lot about their college lists. So Peter, let's talk about where exactly campus visits fit into the mix here. Well, right, for, for many families, the college visit is sort of a, a ritualistic beginning point in the college search. There's, there's a lot of conversation at home over the dinner table or at social events with friends or at school or at the, at the office place about where's your kid gonna go to school? Well, now, uh, as as uh, the summer months approach, it's a traditional time for families to hop in the car, get on a plane, do whatever they need to do to get out and see colleges. But I, I would liken the campus visits in general to the beginning of, of, of a, a shopping spree. Maybe not a spree, but let's, for some families it will be that. But at the end of the day, a family, a, a student wants to choose a college. And much like any other commercial item that, that you'd want to buy, a lot of times you do a little shopping and you go online, you look in catalogs, magazines, and a lot of different product possibilities. And, and then you decide where you're going to focus your efforts. Well, the same is true for colleges. And the, the campus visit is really the window shopping part of the college going process. It's when a lot of families need to get out and just see what's there so that they can begin to imagine some of the real possibilities that, that, that exist. Prior to the campus visits, it's all abstract. Once they get to see the colleges and, and develop some uh, mental uh, notion of, of what goes on there, then they can move forward with their own planning. So Peter, you likened the process to shopping. You know, I'll, I'll speak for myself here. Even when I'm exploring my options, right? I can't drive around to every strip mall that there is in a five mile radius of me. So how can a student and a family begin to even prioritize that list of college visits? Because, you know, let's be honest, summer is a free time for students, but many of their families still have busy schedules to stick to and finances and, you know, the mix of regular life gets in the way. So how might a student begin to prioritize a list of campuses? That's a really good question. Uh, I think for students who seem to have a, a, a narrow focus already, you want they want to get out and see the, the dream school, the, the one that, that they can't sleep at night because it's just in their head. But I think for, for all students, whether there's a, a, a narrow focus or not, I think it's, it's not a bad idea to, to start locally, just to get some basic exposure to the process of what a college visit is like. That college visit typically includes, you know, a tour, an information session, maybe an interview. And, and I think it, it's really important for families to, to become comfortable with the routine of the visit. And once you've seen one college, then you know what to expect in general when you go to other colleges. So it's not always gonna work out that you can start local like that, but, but don't start with great expectations. Don't, don't start with the notion that I have to find my college now. What you're looking for are possibilities rather than the perfect school. If perfect school jumps out at you, wonderful. But, but this is the, the early stages of the summer in particular, not a time to necessarily lock in on, on one particular place. So when students are ready to start visiting campuses, would you recommend that they make an appointment for a guided campus tour or is it okay to just show up and walk around? 
it's it, actually it's it's okay to do either. I think the guided campus tour has the added benefit of of giving the student and the parents an opportunity to hear from at least one student. Most most guided tours will have one student. Sometimes there'll be multiple students. So that, that you're not only getting the visual of the campus, but you're also getting an interpretation of campus life, student life, academic life from, from the students. So I think if you can do that, it's not a bad thing. But you know, a, a lot of schools will provide self-guided tours. If you show up on the campus, they'll give you the map and, and go to point A to point B to point C and, and with some explanation of what you're seeing. Uh, so if you're on a limited schedule and, and maybe you, you, you don't have time to, to slot in with the tours that they're offering, the, the self-guided can work as well. Is there anything that you would recommend that a student do before a campus visit or come prepared with to a campus visit? Prior to, I think it's, it's always a good idea to do a little bit of research online, just get past the homepage of the school to understand a little bit more about the culture of the place. Maybe take a look at the, the, some of the academic things uh, that, that interest you online, the academic departments, uh, what kinds of courses are taught, what kinds of uh, courses are available to students in the first and the second year, what sort of things are available to students with regard to independent study or internships, research. Because if you have a sense of that possibility, then when you get to the campus, you can be a little more focused in terms of seeking out conversational opportunities to, to learn more about the, those things. So I think in advance, it's, it, it's I think, wise to, to go in with, with some basic sense of what this place is all about, rather than just saying, well, you know, it's, it's an Ivy League school, so I want to go see the Ivy League school. Well, that's nice, but, but that's not going to be a terribly informative approach to that institution. I think it's also important that wherever you go, you, you be prepared to make note of what you're experiencing. After about two or three visits, you're gonna to begin to think, well, these guys sound the same. <laughs> Everything they talk about is the same. They all have a dining hall, they all have residence hall, they all have an academic building. They can talk about students who have great relationships with professors, professors have you over to their home for dinner. The, the stories start to sound the same. So what I suggest is to make some notes about what you're seeing or hearing that stand out and, and take some pictures too. I mean, the cell phones make that real easy, but at the end of the day, you wanna be able to make some distinctions between the places that, that you visited. Right, right. So if I were to summarize what you just said there, I would say, you know, do a little bit of research before you visit a campus maybe come with an agenda or some goals of what you want to learn about sure. during your campus visit and come with some kind of paper and pen or open a new note in your phone, take some pictures. It's not that you need to be making notes throughout the visit, but you get in the car, you exhale, you, you, okay, what did, what did I just experience? What are the mm -hmm. things that I want to take away from that visit? Mm -hmm. So, when the student is on campus, we spoke a little bit about this, but let's get a little bit more granular. What should a student be looking for in terms of campus culture and instructional style? On the surface, I think it's really important for students to be sensitive to how people treat each other on that campus. What is the, the general culture of that place like? Do people seem to greet each other warmly or do they walk by each other not without any acknowledgments? Uh, do they seem to be having conversations with professors and administrators along the way? Or again, do, do they just kind of keep eyes forward and, and not have those conversations? That, that cultural piece is really important because you hear a lot about how great it is to be on a particular college campus. Everybody knows everybody. Well, look for the evidence of that. Okay, colleges will say a lot about themselves in terms of 
uh, academic life and social life. What you want to do is observe it for yourself. Now, if you're there over the summer, you're probably not going to see evidence of regular campus life because the, the people you see on a college campus for the most part in the summer are going to be high school kids who are doing summer camps at that camp, at that college. But see how your tour guide, how your, your host in the admission office, how do they relate to other people on the campus? The other thing I, I think is really important, if you have any interests academically that, that are important to you, go to those academic departments and knock on doors, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, you, you might do this apart from the tour, maybe after the tour, go back to uh, the biology department and, and, and uh, just kind of wander around and, and knock on professors' doors. And a lot of times people say, can I really do that? Well, sure you can. What's the worst thing that happens? Nobody answers or they say, I'm sorry, I don't have time. But don't be surprised if a professor responds and says, uh, how may I help you? And, and you just say, well, I'm, I'm really interested in, in your school and I'm, I'm fascinated by what, what this department's doing. Do you have a few minutes that I can ask you some questions? And, and some questions might be, what do you teach? Who do you teach? And that's important because the, the professor might be a famous professor who only teaches graduate students. So, you know, in that case, you're never going to run into this person. <laughs> How do you teach? Do you teach in seminars, in labs? Do you teach in, you know, auditoriums? That's, that's important as well as you're trying to get a sense of, of the style of instruction. And, and again, for the student, you really need to keep in mind is this going to work for me? Because if you if you run into a professor who says, well, you know, I, I'm in front of an auditorium of, of 200 or 300 students three times a week, you're thinking, well, oh, gosh, is that going to is that going to be something that works for me? Uh, so you want to take all that in. You want to ask, what are the opportunities for undergraduates to do independent study or research in your department? Now, this is probably not something you think is very important now, but if you begin to project for yourself what life might be like after your four years of college, maybe you want to go to graduate school or a PhD program, law school, medical school, you want to get into a nice job. A lot of the entry points for those opportunities will will want to see the extent to which you've done the science, if you will, you've done the work. It's one thing to be uh, sort of passively absorbing information in the classroom. It's quite another to use what you learn. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to find out is in, in this department, this academic department, what are going to be the opportunities for me to use what I learn while I'm still an undergraduate so that as I then graduate, I, I have enhanced my credential. Well, I think these are the kinds of things you want to do while you're out on this campus beyond the tour. Right. I think you can glean a lot about a university's goals based on where they take you and what they show you during a guided tour. Um, and Peter, you gave a lot of great tips on how to take action after the tour and, and be independent and seek out additional information that relates to your individual goals. And at the end of end of your your comment there, you, you let us into my next question, which is, you know, aside from gauging those lifestyle and campus qualities, you know, let, let's talk about the meat and potatoes, right? You know, college is a large financial investment, and students and families want to feel confident that completing a degree will lead to a positive career outcome. Mm-hmm. So what information should they be looking for? What kinds of questions should they be asking a university or admissions representatives to gauge their typical outcomes? I, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, one of the things that concerns me about this interaction between colleges and families is that colleges have become very adept at providing information that they want you to have. 
So you won't have to look far in their literature or on their websites to see claims that you know we have a placement rate into medical school that's 90% or 100% of our, our graduates get jobs or percentages can be tricky because until you drill down and understand how they're calculated, you don't know the context. It might be 90% of the people who were recommended to medical school who got in, not 90% of all those who applied. Uh, it might be 100% of those who responded to a survey saying, did you get a job or not, that, that, that is reported rather than 100% of all of the graduates. So you, you really need to be a little cynical, and I'm sorry to say this, but you need to be a little cynical about some of the data you read or hear, and you wanna find evidence. So to your point, let's go back to that conversation with a professor. You might say to the professor, can you show me a, a list of the internships that students have done in your department over the last two years? Okay, now, now you can get evidence of some hard data. Can you show me the placement rate into graduate programs from this department? Where do, where do your graduates do their, I mean, the students who graduate from your department, where do they go to graduate school? And, and can you show me that for the last five years? You wanna look for, for patterns. You wanna look for evidence that, that things are working in ways that, that would be beneficial to you. Another person that you might wanna, or another office that you might wanna to try to connect with is the uh, career services or career counseling office. These are the folks who will work most directly with students at the point of, of graduation as they apply to jobs. They're the ones who set up the, the meetings with uh, companies on campus, interviews on campus and that sort of a thing. And, and of course the boast will be, you know, all of our students get jobs. Well, that's great. Again, is that all of the students or all the students you talk to? <laughs> so what you want to ask for is a list of the companies that, that recruited on campus in the last two to three years, not just one year, but the last two to three years, because especially with COVID in, in, in the mix here, uh, the, the recruitment patterns and the, the job placement patterns have been different for a year or so. So you want to look at it maybe a three to five year pattern, but ask for the data to, to get a better sense of, of what the realities are. There isn't a college out there that wants to make itself look bad. And that's why the, the, the presentation of information is going to be very positive. Right. Those, those questions are so important. You know, in addition to learning about the culture of a campus, it's absolutely critical to learn about where those students are going after they graduate. I think another path for students to gain some more information about a college campus that we haven't touched on yet is the college interview. So when do these start to begin to be offered to students and how important is it to have an interview and take advantage of an interview during your visit? Let me pause before I give you a full answer there and just suggest that students who ultimately choose to enroll in a particular college or university may actually have as many as three visits to that campus. The first one is the, the window shopping visit that we've been talking about. The second might be during the academic year in the fall when they can have an immersive visit. They can go spend 24 hours, literally stay overnight, go to classes, talk to students, talk to professors, and, and dig into the, the culture of, of the programs. And then the third visit might take place in April of the senior year after the student's been admitted and you, you want to go back and, and, and check things out, kick the tires again, make sure everything is as you thought it would be. So back to your question about the interview, the interview can take place in either the, the window shopping visit or the immersive visit. But whenever there is an opportunity for a student to interview with a paid admission staff person, you need to do it. 
You really need to do it. And, and there, for a couple of reasons. One, you have a story to tell and you wanna make sure that these people understand who you are, where you're coming from, what your sense of purpose is as you apply to the institution. But number two, that interviewer, that paid admission staff person is a decision maker. And it always makes sense to have exposure to a decision maker. So I would strongly urge students as, as you're making plans for visits this summer to be alert to the possibilities that if that particular campus offers an interview on that campus while you're there, might as well take it, might as well take it. If, if they don't offer it then, or, or you can't work it into your schedule, then do it a little bit later when you can go back. But, but just recognize that, that as, as you're making your decisions and you're narrowing your focus, there's a strong likelihood that you'll be going back to some schools for that immersive visit to see the campus in action in the, in the fall or winter as well. And, and maybe that's when you do the interview. Interviews are, are so important in, in, in establishing the, the strength of the relationship between the student and the institution. Right, and it's important to point out to students that the interview is is not only about you selling yourself to the college, it's really about the college selling itself to you. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity to ask the important questions of your interviewer that really will make the difference for you. Absolutely, and, and I would add too that a lot of times students are nervous about interviews and, and they'll think, I have, to, I have to go talk to somebody, I have to talk to a stranger. And that's a daunting task for a 17-year-old. The reality is that these interviews are not designed to, to make you look bad. They're, they're designed to create conversations between two individuals who are getting to know each other. And the interviewers are, are well enough trained to, to be able to lead you comfortably through a conversation that enables you to reveal more about yourself in that process. Well, Peter, this has been a great conversation and we've touched on a lot, but one item that we've we've left to the to the final minute here is, what are the chances that many of these colleges will be open this summer in the light of COVID-19? And additionally, if access to campuses is limited, how can students become better acquainted with a college? College campuses are going to be opening in, in greater number uh, this summer. They, they may have limited access or, or some limitations on the number of people they can accommodate at one time. But, but I think every college is doing whatever it can to try to create that opening for, for families to visit. So, uh, you know, it, I would suggest, strongly suggest that, that if families are thinking about campus visits, try to plan well ahead, like four to six weeks ahead at least. And you can get some good information about how to schedule these, these visits online because many schools will give you the, the detail of, of how to set up that visit. So that you know, if, if you're thinking about going out to, to visit campuses in July, don't wait until the end of June to set that up, but try to get on top of that right now. So now that said, if, if you're not able to get to a college campus, it's, it's doesn't mean that you can't learn about colleges. Again, you're window shopping and there are different ways that you can window shop. So uh, I, I think that there's an awful lot of online activity just in terms of collecting information, but many schools will offer virtual information sessions. They'll offer virtual tours, some actually very creative virtual tours with drones and, and uh, dooms talking through the tour on, on that particular campus. So I think that there, there's some good opportunities to have that introduction to the physical place without actually having to spend time on the campus. Yeah, it's certainly encouraging to see that many college campuses are beginning to open their campuses once again for in-person visits. But like Peter said, if you are interested in learning more about a college campus that's not yet opened its doors to on-campus tours, there are plenty of avenues for you to learn more about that campus virtually and online until you can 
get yourself there in person. Peter, any final tips for students as they prepare for the summer and for campus visits? Well, I think that the important thing here is look forward to getting out and, and, and seeing these, these places. It is an exciting time. When you get to the campus, relax, be yourself and, and absorb everything you can. If you have an opportunity to tour, a little tip here for you, students is try to get as close to the tour guide as possible without being in that person's face. The reason I say that is that some tour groups may have as many as 30 or 40 people in them. And over the course of a tour that that group gets strung out over maybe 50 or 75 yards so that yeah, you're on tour, you're seeing things, but you're not hearing what the tour guide has to say. So particularly, I would encourage the students to try to position yourselves as close to the tour guide as possible so that you can hear the conversation and you can participate in that conversation. Certainly parents like to do that too, but a lot of the best tours in many cases are the tours where the students gravitate to the front and the, the parents kind of gravitate toward the back and uh, you go that way. The other tip I would offer is this, be mindful of who at that particular institution recruits at your, your high school. And before you leave the campus, if you've not already been introduced to that person, inquire about that person's availability. Uh, can I say hi? Just wanna make, make a connection. And at the very least, what you might get is a, a very brief, you know, five minute hallway conversation with that person who recruits at your high school. If you don't even have that opportunity, maybe the person's in a meeting or on, not on campus that day, get that person's business card. The reason this is important is that when you become an applicant to that school, it will be the person who recruits at your high school who is the one who's going to introduce your application to the admission committee. That person's going to be your primary advocate. So not a bad idea to try to make a connection during your campus visit with that person. Right. Thank you so much for your time today, Peter. I think we've given some great tips to students as we head into the summer here. And we look forward to having you on another episode of Inside College Admissions. My pleasure. I hope this is helpful. And, and for all of you who are heading out to visit college campuses this summer, be safe and have fun. Thanks very much, Peter.